You're listening to Balanced Broads with your hosts, Erica and Sage. Balance Brides, your host here, Erica. Um, I'm opening the podcast for the first time because my co-host Sage is out sick. She has a really bad cold, but um, I have a special guest here to co-host with me, my sister Ashley. Hello, guys. Oh my gosh, long time listener, so excited to be here. First time caller. <laughs> yes, that's what I was wait. thinking of. <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. I asked you this morning, like, can you please help me? Because, like, Sage was like, I cannot talk. And I'm like, ah, what do we do? And I was like, please. And she gracefully accepted. And Sage, I mean, so sorry. I know you're dying. We've all been through that lately. So sad, but so happy about the chance of been waiting for my call. So the chance of a lifetime. We have you covered if you feel sick next week or the week after, you know, um, and we're going to be okay. <laughs> but please feel better. I, I know how that goes. <laughs> yes. Sage is doing everything she can to feel better. And, um, I'm sure she'll be better like by next week, but she's going to have a little break this week. So, Ashley and I are going to get into our episode. We have some Dish the Dirt for you guys, a lot of Grammy recap. Um, We're going to do our Bachelor episode 4 recap, and then just a little life talk at the end to sum up and get you in the right mindset for your day. So you ready to get I into can't it, Ash? Wait, I didn't. I didn't know that I was going to prepare because I need to tell you guys I found out this morning. So <laughs> I didn't come prepared with notes, but luckily Erica has a whole a whole iPad of notes. Yeah, so she's gonna. I am ready. She's gonna guide me through this. I'm hoping it's just gonna be a gentle lead in the <laughs> podcast universe. I will hold your hand, and everything will be okay. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> so let's get into dish the dirt. We do have something that we have to address. Um, to change the tone a little bit, there was a huge life event that happened. Um, Sunday, last Sunday, Kobe Bryant was in a helicopter crash that killed him and nine, eight others. Um, this includes his daughter, his 13 year old daughter, Gigi, and a coach for their basketball team, as well as his wife, their daughter. Um, another assistant coach and the pilot. Yeah. So it was it was just absolutely shocking and heartbreaking. Um, I called my mom as soon as I found out, and it was like it it was like a family member died. Like everyone that I talked to was so shocked. Yeah, I mean it's so hard because we have these deaths that sadly come in the entertainment industry, whether it be an actor or an athlete or something to that nature. And every one of them hits the culture in a different way. Um, obviously there's people that are affected by it that didn't even know them. Um, it's, it's equally sad nonetheless, but just with all the details around this, just the fact that he was with his daughter who they were together because she was following in his footsteps, that she loved basketball and he, loved that she loved basketball so he was coaching her team and he was guiding him through using everything that he had in his power to make sure that they could really you know embrace basketball as a whole because of what he had and with something like this to happen with moms and daughters and god it's just it was horrible to hear it is really just so heartbreaking like 
like Ashley said, like we don't have a personal relationship with him. I mean, I'm not a basketball fan. I don't I don't know if I've ever watched a full Laker game. So it's it's still like completely affected me as if he was like an uncle. Like he is a Los Angeles icon. He is world renowned athlete and humanitarian and it's just it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I feel like I talked about it with pretty much everybody that I knew, people at work, friends, family, and I think everybody had the same tone where it was like, okay, you may not have known him. We may have just known him through a screen and through news articles, but he was a staple of LA history, and that's why it just hits so much harder for us here, being in Southern California, being near LA, that it's it's like a legend and an icon for LA is lost. And at such a young age, I mean... Like you said, you grew up watching him, and our family was obsessed with the Lakers. We grew up going to Laker games. I remember watching Kobe rise to the top from when he was super young. I remember talking about him at the dinner table, and it's like going from that and then seeing something like this happen, it does feel like a piece of you is taken away, and I think that's why people are so affected and why you know there's been vigils by the Staples Center. It's It's been like a monument. People are coming out from all walks of life all across the country just to come and see the legacy that he created it's insane yeah there's been a huge reaction um and i even hear like i was driving through i think santa Ana, and like one of their water towers was lit up purple and yellow and it's just everywhere everywhere where there could be some kind of way to honor him there is and it's just because he really just impacted so many people yeah, and I think this is really only the beginning. I don't think this is something... I mean, I know our news cycle is just so fast and go. There's so much that's happening. Our world is so crazy right now, but I feel like this is something that's just going to progress, and there'll be bigger monuments. There'll be, you know, memorials. There's going to be things in L.A. probably every weekend for months. I just don't think this is something that's just going to get washed away with the news cycle, but, I mean, just the way that it came out in the news cycle, too. I know that I read something about how... Was it Ellen Pompeo from um, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. She reacted right away to it because just the way that it was over-sensationalized. I mean, it was reported as it was happening. It was broken from TMZ. Like, how was it something that some of the families didn't even know before the whole world know because of social media, because of Twitter, like that kind of stuff? That is a huge problem that we need to address. Yeah, so apparently the way that Vanessa Bryant, his wife, found out is through TMZ. They didn't even have a chance to alert the family members before TMZ broke the story. Um, And the sheriff of, I think they were in Thousand Oaks, um, tweeted about it saying that he was so upset that that's how someone had to find out that their husband and daughter and friends and family were killed is on TMZ, like the rest of us on Twitter. And it's just, it's so... It's so terrible that that's our reality these days. It really is. So yeah, that was, I think that was the hugest problem. And again, we're not here to try to break down the facts and talk about what did and didn't happen because you know what, that's, that's not our place. That's something that is very personal for the family. And we are, we're so devastated for the family and so want to just send all of our love to them. But like, this is not something that should just be broken apart, like the evening news and constant updates about you know where they were and what was happening you know we have to memorialize them but it should not be something that's just like stats at a a basketball game it should not be reported like that yeah like we have to remember this is someone's family this is like literally someone's family that just 
broke apart and we should be handling it as such rather than just it's some kind of like true crime story like it's so hard to talk about so to wrap it up because just I think two hours ago Vanessa Bryant his wife posted on Instagram um and before this her Instagram was private Mm. and then when she posted this she made it public which I I if I were her I don't think I would even do that like I'm surprised she even posted at this point I think I would take like five years yeah um, but she posted this really long, beautiful caption about how life is going to be different and she's thankful for all the support and all of the um, ways that people have honored both his, her, his, what am her I trying to say? Her, her husband daughter. and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also announced that they will be doing like a foundation for the the family, the other family members mm-hmm. that were lost, like their remaining family, because I know um, the coach who was in the plane as well, that was also with his wife and one of their daughters. I think they left behind yeah, two other kids. Yeah, God, so so they, those two kids, lost a sibling and both of their parents all at once, and they just need all the support in the world right now. So. If you haven't already, go to her Instagram. You can find out where you can help, how you can help. And, I mean, every little thing counts. Yeah, so our hearts go out to the families, to to the city. I mean, to LA as a whole, I think everybody's hurting a little bit right now. So just just be kind to one another and just remember that when you're going into your day. Yeah. So with that, let's uh, segue into a little bit of a, a happier subject. <laughs> Okay, flip this. Yeah. And now we're happy. All right, this is what the news feels like. Got it? Yeah, right. Wipe that away. Um, And it's ironic because this happened on the same day we're going to go into the Grammys, Mm -hmm. which was for a lot of people really hard to watch because you feel like you're in mourning and you also have to be celebrating at the same time. Um, So it was definitely, they had a different tone for the show, but I feel like they handled it in very well ways Mm -hmm. so let's just get into it i have a few things that i wanted to talk about so lizzo started off the show she was amazing absolutely amazing um she sang two songs and did it with welcome to the grammys bitch (laughs) well and she also started with kobe too which i loved she started and said it was for kobe and started with i'm crying because i love you so i think that captured what everybody was feeling it was so perfect her voice makes me want to cry when she sings that so it just kind of tore it out of you it definitely added like a different meaning to that song and Mm -hmm. just her voice is like she proved a time and time again at these award shows but especially at this one opening the show that she has a phenomenal voice yeah i know and she looked amazing i mean absolutely amazing always talks about like what she's wearing, what she's not wearing, but I think she really just left it to her voice this time, and she was in a gorgeous gown, but I think she wasn't really going for the shock and awe factor. It was more like, okay, you guys, I'm here for a reason, I'm not made for a reason, and I think we all understood after listening to that performance. Yeah, she made us shut up and listen, and it was Mm -hmm. so good. Um, She also won, what did she win? She won um, Best Pop Solo Performance. Mm -hmm. And she was actually, um, like, fingers crossed for Beyonce to win that award, 
when oh. you know when they show like the like yeah before they announce and they show she was like hoping it was Beyonce and it obviously wasn't but like that's mm, that's yeah that's that's Lizzo's that. character I mean and get it Beyonce is massive she's such a big deal but like this was Lizzo's year I think everybody across the board knows that she came completely out of nowhere I mean she, I know she was doing stuff before but came completely out of nowhere shook the world by storm and then just took over so I think she deserved that award yeah she totally did and I mean it, it's nice to like give credit to those who came before you but it was her time to shine mm-hmm. and she deserved it mm-hmm. um and then the next i'm just gonna kind of go through like the bigger performances mm-hmm. tyler the creator um yeah, so I, I actually didn't even watch this so you'll have to yeah, tell me what happened i mean if i can <laughs> i don't even know how to describe what happened that's what i heard it's like tyler the creator what happened question mark i mean so this is, it's kind of like his thing, I guess, to, mm-hmm. I mean, to have, I don't know, these weird, very mysterious, it's like very like, he's very artsy. Meta- metaphorical, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was watching it, he's basically like in this like white wig that reminds me of like the tight pants. Yep. He, he <laughs> that. That's kind of like his character. He does that in videos uh-huh. and stuff. I've seen it. So, okay, so then that's a normal thing, I guess. And he's just, like, starting off screaming at the camera. And Mm -hmm. then there's a bunch of other, like, Tyler people that come out with the wig. Mm -hmm. And people are jumping and running and the camera is shaking. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't think the Grammy people were, like, ready for that. Maybe they didn't even know what was going to happen. He told them it's just like, I'll just go up there and sing. And then yeah, he probably. And changes everything last minute. That, I mean, I don't know a lot about Tyler the Creator, so I can't say I'm, like, you know, professionally advanced on yeah. his, like, state of mind. But he always goes for that. Like, he's always very symbolic. It probably was something symbolic to the times. And, like, you know, he, he made a really large speech when he won. I forgot he won best, like, hip-hop. Best rap album, best I think. Best rap album. Yeah. Which he was, like, you know very you know you don't even understand you guys are so out of touch and you guys don't even understand the culture and have a a pulse on the culture and didn't really even want to accept the award so I'm not surprised that his performance didn't you know kind of project that yeah I feel like he is probably cool as a person but not my thing as an artist (laughs) but I appreciate acquired taste I appreciate Mm -hmm. his his work I appreciate that he was just honest. I mean, he got he got booted off the stage because he was speaking his mind. But hey, yeah. most people are too afraid to do it. So and he was very he was very happy about that. He mm-hmm. was on Twitter after like happy that he got kicked off the stage, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more, we we'll talk about more of the Grammy stuff on other things. Yeah. But yeah, we all agree that the Grammys are really out of touch with current culture anyway. So I'm behind him on that. Yeah, if you have that moment on stage, you take it. Um, next was Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello. That's how I yes. want to say it, but that I don't know. So she, I'm not a huge fan of hers, no, but this performance, she serenaded her dad with the song called First Man. It was so beautiful. It, the fact that he was in the front row and he was in tears, and I think every daughter just thought of that moment with their father of just thanking them for everything they've done and just being able to really show their emotion and their love for someone. God, it just captured that moment so well. It was beautiful. And it was also like so timely because of the unfortunate news of Kobe and his daughter. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. 
it was just heartbreaking and I don't know how she sang to her dad like that without crying because I would but he was crying the dad was crying and it was so cute and it was like honestly one of my favorite performances which I didn't expect because I don't care for her yeah that was a win for her definitely I'll give her that win it was so good um next we would go into Ari I'm gonna try and not be too biased because you guys know I'm obsessed but you know give credit where it's due so she performed four songs she did imagine my favorite things seven rings and thank you next was like a little medley and um i loved it yeah (laughs) she it was basically just a little piece of her tour which spoiler alert i'm also an ari fan and i went to go see her with my sister so i'm also a little biased but i think just across the board you can tell from record sales to sold out tours everything she clearly is you know in the right place at the right time she's doing right the things right but it was, I mean, it was amazing. She looked, that was my favorite look of the night. Her dress was yeah. perfect. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh, yes. Beautiful. She had, I think, three outfit changes, mm-hmm. and I loved every single one. She just killed it. She came to kill it. Yeah, but she didn't yeah. kill it. That's the sad part, and I know um, Erica gave me a call. As oh. soon, not even, <laughs> the show wasn't even over. She called me frantically that evening and i thought it was an emergency but it was an emergency it was an emergency um so this leads us into billy so we are both billy fans you love Um, billy more than i do i'm a little obsessed yeah we'll pick that out no but you are like obsessed with billy as how i am obsessed with ari and but we both love each other's obsessions Mm -hmm. so it's very it's very equal Mm mm-hmm um billy won huge at this award show she cleans the big four awards which has not been done since what 1981 1981 um so and she is okay so i have this written she's the youngest to win album of the year ever she broke taylor swift's record because she won um a decade ago when she was 20 billy's 18 And um, she becomes the second artist in Grammy history and the first female artist to sweep the big four awards, which is Album of the Year, Song of the Year, um, Record of the Year, and Best New Artist in a single ceremony. That is legendary. Literally legendary. Literally, figuratively, (laughs) spiritually, emotionally legendary. On all levels. And... We will talk about just Grammys in general. I get it. Like, the Grammys, they're, you know, the behind the scenes is, there's a lot of shit going on. I know that they're not doing things correctly, but this isn't the first time that she's broken records. She's been breaking records all year long when it comes to artists of the year and nominating for things. But, like, just the fact that, yeah, that this happened at the Grammys, oh my goodness. It's huge. Her first Grammy, like, to, like, her first time at the Grammys as an artist (laughs) <laughs> and she wins everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and the first time at the Grammys. So, like, even though she's been doing this since she was 15 years old, this is only really her first big year in the spotlight. Yeah. And then all this happens. That's yeah, insane. all in the first year. All in the first year. So, a lot of people are saying that she might be subject to, like, the like the big four curse. Mm. Um, the last guy who did it in 1981, his name is Christopher Cross. Have you ever heard of him? 
Yeah, so he was the last one to um, win the big four, (laughs) and his career right after that went downhill. So people were like, hopefully, you know, she hangs in there. Um, Her brother, Phineas, he won a Grammy for Best Producer, right? I'm so glad. He he deserves it, too. He He did. so much, and I'm so sad that, like, sometimes he kind of gets forgotten in, like, the shuffle of it all, but he deserves that. He totally did, but he posted on Instagram with the picture of him and Billy with all of their Grammys Mm -hmm. and put... Um, all downhill from here. Oh, no. So, <laughs> it is just such a, like, that's, you start off on the highest point making history. But, How do you go from here? I mean, I do kind of think, even though I will be the first to tell you I love her, I worship the ground that she works on, I think she is a genius, but I don't know if it was completely fair that she won all of the awards. I think that there might have been something a little fishy going on behind <laughs> Okay, so let's get into this. And I'm glad to have like the different um your like your insight because you would tell me like you're obsessed with Ari. Oh, yeah. You're being biased. Like I asked my boyfriend too, who would be like, You're fucking dumb. No. <laughs> but he we all believe that Ari should have won album of the year. At least. At least. She put her whole heart and soul to that album, and you feel it. Like, you feel when you listen to her album, when you listen to Thank You Next, and I'm I'm a huge Ari fan, but even outside of it, I can tell you that it's just, she put everything on the line for that album, and you feel the emotion, and for her not to win a single thing, I'm sorry, there's something very wrong with that. Yeah, I, I mean... I love Billy, and if it were anyone else, I would be like, they didn't deserve it. Billy did, I wouldn't say she didn't deserve it, because she did. She had an amazing record, a, a huge year. I mean, if anyone, I'm glad it was Billy who won everything. But even Billy said that yeah. I should have won. That's yeah. the crazy thing. And- so when she went up to accept Album of the Year, um, she said, I'm sorry, but Ariana should have won this, and she said... Thank You Next got me through some shit, and it should have won. And, like, really, though, like, Thank You Next, if you listen to Imagine, if you listen to Needy, if you listen to Ghostin, like, Ghostin? Yeah. Seven Rings, like, Thank You Next, like, they're they're the most personal songs, and... And everybody can relate to them, that's the thing. Yeah. Everybody connected to this album, so for you to say, you know, you're picking them because of, you know, album sales, or because of popularity it's like no you need to really think yeah billy is huge right now but six months ago it was all ari so don't like that doesn't make any sense yeah so um i think that there was a bit of drama that might be the reason for this so last year at the grammys ariana was asked to perform and she wanted to perform seven rings and they said no they wanted to her to perform i think like more of like a slower type of song and also do thank you next because that was like her main thing mm-hmm. um and because they wouldn't let her do what she wanted she refused to go and she even like posted pictures of her and her dress that night at home wow. <laughs> which it was a beautiful dress but this year she was invited she was told you can perform whatever you want and do whatever you want so she did exactly that yet she was snubbed for every single award and a lot of people are just kind of saying, like, maybe it was kind of punishment. Like, I'm sorry, dude. This is just reflective of all of the issues in society. Everything is run by a, <laughs> a, a small room of rich old white men. 
and they make the decisions for the entire population. And then we wonder when things don't go the way that they should or things aren't clearly represented. And we're like, huh, I wonder why <laughs> this keeps happening. But then you look at the top and you're like, no females, no minorities. There's just no sense of the culture around them. So here we are yet again. And we, just, <laughs> we take the scraps of what they decide to give us. Get real deep there. Let's go all the way in. <laughs> it's true though. Like it, it's this academy who picks, who wins these awards, and like they're old white guys. They probably didn't even listen to Thank You Next. No, they didn't. You like, know, oh, well these youngins, they're yeah. listening to the, the Billie Eilish, and uh, let's give her all the. Awards. Let's just give her everything. Yeah. But um, there has been some drama that people are saying Billy didn't deserve any of it, and oh, it's not true. Too far. Too far. too far she definitely i would say she deserved everything that she wanted except for album of the year which she agreed with mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's really nice because billy and Ari are really close and very supportive of each other and it's nice that they have each other's backs through this yeah because you know women supporting women that's that's the we love the to story. see it just keep doing it guys and we're gonna get through it we'll be okay <laughs> So that was like the whole drama of the night. But there's more performances I wanted to touch on. Demi Lovato. Amazing. She performed her new song, Anyone, that she wrote a few days before she overdosed last year, I think it was. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it was so emotional. She had to start over because when she first started, she was already crying. Mm-hmm. And... It was just so beautifully sung, and you can tell there was so much meaning behind it. Yeah, I think the one word that captures the entire performance is just raw. It was yes. just completely raw, and just you could, I feel like she just like unwrapped herself and like stepped out of her skin, and you really felt everything that she's been going through for however long she's been going through it. It was, it was pretty sad to see. It was, yes, it was so raw. And she left her heart and soul on that stage and got a very much deserved standing ovation. And I just, I hope the best for her in life. I really want her to be happy and healthy because she deserves all of that and more. I love her. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything that we could talk about in pop culture in general, anything in any of these sections is like, it goes back to the over-sensational over sensationalizing of the media i mean they yeah. will dig into anything there's no heart there's no soul everything is just a bottom line it's just how they're gonna how they're gonna sell what's gonna make ratings so like that i think she's a product of that and it makes me so devastated to see these young actors and young singers just get torn apart because no one's able to no one can handle that nobody whether you're a full-grown adult or not can handle that but yeah that, totally still keep yeah so we have a lot of love and hope for Demi that she makes it through this and I mean with that performance I think she's hopefully getting back on track um Billy performed when the party's over Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm -hmm. I really liked that she picked one of her like slower songs Mm -hmm. because if she did like bad guy or like all the girls go to hell it's like so like theatrical Mm -hmm. that sometimes you lose her voice and if she just sits down with a mic like it's that's all you need yeah no i i was really glad too that's i mean i would love to see her do anything but i agree with you (laughs) anything she sings is beautiful her voice is the number one selling point for her and i think 
you know, they, they lose a lot of that when they're trying to package and sell an artist. But the fact that she can stay with that, just, yeah, it's really great. Yeah, she was wonderful. And, I mean, I just love her entire, the entire night that she had. She, it was just perfection. Um, there was Errol Smith. <laughs> which no one should have watched it was so random it was Aerosmith and Run DMC Mm. um and it was like out of tune and like he brought on two girls to dance with them and they didn't know the dance that he was trying to do and it was like they're really old (laughs) why are they here at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um very awkward and then to end it up, we have, I mean, if there's, there's other performances, but if I'm not mentioning them, they're not worth mentioning. Yeah, that's about all I watched. I don't have TV, so I'll just say I only watched um, the things that were talked about, and it was only a few of those, so. Yeah. The rest, if I didn't see them online, I'm pretty sure they weren't a big deal. But the last one for me, which I didn't think I would like, Lil Nas X, he did Old Town Road with everyone who remixed his song, and that includes <laughs> BTS Billy Ray Cyrus, Diplo, Nas, Young Thug, and Mason Ramsey. Oh, boy. It was a crowded stage. That's a party. And it was like having all of these super different artists on the stage mm-hmm. singing one song, a country song. Yeah. Like, it was it was impressive. I loved BTS. They were fun. All right. Well, did they do their dance? They always get some, like, crazy dance moves. I yeah, they did have that. a dance move. I mean what they could do like they were limited to like their stage setup Mm -hmm. but even still like they're just you can tell why they're so popular Mm -hmm. i loved it yeah it was fun so overall the grammys was pretty good some good performances Mm -hmm. but i went to bed super mad that night so (laughs) so we're just gonna wash it away and other than the things we talked about pretend it didn't happen. yeah and we're moving on To our Bachelor recap episode four. This will be a fun one because Ashley doesn't watch The Bachelor. Bachelor recap. <laughs> With all of her knowledge, we're gonna get guys, right into I, it. I have a fantasy league. I was studying up before I got here. I wanted to really, you know, check in on my players. So I, I really hope I can do you proud. If only. <laughs> um, I'm gonna kind of just go through what happened in the episode to keep you guys up to date. Um, and we will discuss some of the drama. And I will tell you what I think about it. And we will hear Ashley's opinions. <laughs> so, um, this was a fun solo date that we started out with. It was Victoria F. I'm just going to tell you, like, oh, okay. like I'm telling you a story. Telling bedtime you story. story. Tell me my bedtime story. <laughs> so, Victoria F. She got the solo date, and, um, it was some, the card says something about, like, heights. Like, they're going to fly. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's freaking out. Because apparently she's afraid of heights, even though found a picture on Instagram of her skydiving. So not really something. Oh, ironic. She needs to be scared for the camera. Right? That like she's happens. terrified. I need you to act scared. You're not happy <laughs> about this. Go. And she pulled it off. So her and Peter, he flies her to, um, I don't know where. 
doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, he flew her somewhere, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And they go to um, an amusement park that I know the name of, but I can't think of it. Um, doesn't matter. They, like, rent out the amusement park, go on some rides. It's cute. Oh, so Having fun. I would love that. Think about the price tag on the show. That's the kind of things that go through my mind. Like, what are they paying for this? Like, and thousands. How much of it are they practicing before? And who's writing the script? <laughs> okay, continue. We're not going to get that All deep. Right. <laughs> okay. um, so, then we get into some of the major drama. They go to, like, you know how sometimes they'll do, like, oh, come over here, we have, like, a private concert of, like, this random singer, and mm. everyone is going to watch us while we dance on stage. Oh, so they go, and he's all excited about who the singer is because he loves him. It's this country singer called Ch- Chase Rice, who, coincidentally, is Victoria F's ex. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> the drama! It is just a... It shows how amazing the Bachelor producers are. I mean, does it? It does. It's so predictable. That's the only thing. But, like, it's not predictable because this hasn't happened. Oh, you're right. It's never never on Bachelor history. (laughs) They always taught themselves the most dramatic season. You're right. You're right. It's never happened. Um, And it was just so cringeworthy because they're dancing. Chase is singing to them. He's, like, looking at Victoria, basically singing to her. And the song is about The Bachelor. So there's been a lot of drama with this um, because she kept on saying, he's my ex, which you would think is like a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he said, like on Twitter or something, he was interviewed and said that they were just a one-night stand. Oh. But the song that he sang is called Lonely If You Are, literally is about The Bachelor. So just a little bit of the lyrics. It says, if it's Monday and it's over, Bachelor's on Monday, mm-hmm. you know the show your girls all come over for, wow. again, The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and the red wine's getting lower, and your last friend's out the door, when there's no more roses to go around, hit me up, girl, you know I'm down. I mean, to be fair, that sounds like a lot of country songs, though. It I does. Mean, all are just like... But if I say, like, hey, what's that one show that, like, all of your friends come over to watch with red wine <laughs> on, on Mondays? Monday, <laughs> it has roses. That it has yeah. roses in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Bachelor. So it's like, if they were a one-night stand, why does he have a song about The Bachelor that his one-night stand is on? Yeah. It's just, it's very... All signs point to fake. Yes. Very confusing. Um... But it was it was a fun date because she had to dance and kiss Peter while her ex or one night stand watched, and it was just gold. So they get through this. Peter God. comforts Victoria, oh. and she gets the rose, and everything is good. Next is the group date. They play football because you know they're cute girls and mm-hmm. they have to have some contact. So perfect. Um, Victoria P sits out because she has some back problem, I guess, but it works to her benefit because Peter just massages her while he's watching the other girls or he kisses her. Totally works out. The other girls are kind of pissed, but you got to do what you got to do. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. Can we, can we... We'll keep on going. Can we go? <laughs> can we go? I can't even, I mean, 
I can't even listen to it. I can't. I mean, I know. I lost I, Ashley. My friends love this show, and you guys love you guys, but the only reason I would come is if there's alcohol. If there's going to be champagne, great. I will be there. Conversation, even better. But, like, sitting through these painful minutes of just, oh, scripted. Oh, okay. So, continue. <laughs> yeah, let's just try to get through this. So, the big point of drama was that Aliyah returned. She was voted off last episode. Peter sent her home. There's been drama with her and the other girls. She comes back during the group date and talks to Peter, talks about how she has, like, she wants to redeem herself of all the accusations that were against her last week. And Peter gives her the group date rose. So basically, she's back on the show. All the girls are pissed off. That she's back and gets the group date rose. Um, and there's a lot of drama with Aliyah and Victoria P. Hang in there. Multiple Victorias. I Lots guess. of Victorias. Oh boy. So we like Victoria P. She right. is like one of our front runners. Super cute, super sweet. Is she real? Now we're not sure. Because of this drama with Aliyah, because they knew each other from pageant world, and apparently Aliyah told Victoria P. not to tell anyone that they were friends when they got on the show, which Victoria P. did, but then she told Peter that she was told to do that, and that's why Aliyah got sent home, because it was shady. So now she comes back, and she says, you know what? Victoria P. and I are really good friends, so I don't know why she would lie and say we just kind of knew each other a little bit. We went to Vegas together. We have pictures on Instagram together, which they do. Mm -hmm. So now it puts Victoria P. in this kind of shady spot where why is she lying about being friends with Aliyah? And I didn't see this coming because Victoria P. is a front runner, and now she's looking very shady. Not the front runner. The front runner. Say it ain't so. There's someone on the show that also has a secret, and I'm sure it will later lead into drama that is the biggest drama ever on The Bachelor. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. (laughs) That's how it works. Um, I just... So, there was another side part of drama that I have to talk about, because when Alaya came back, she had access to the internet while she was away and knew about all of the drama with the girls, knew about Victoria F. and her ex. So when she came back, she said to her two friends, like, catch me up on what I miss. Like, I know about Victoria F. and, like, Chase and how that was her ex. And they were like, what? Like, we didn't know because Victoria F. didn't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. She wanted to keep it between her and Peter. But Aliyah came and the information spread and... Victoria F. went after her, pissed off, and it just, it's the house against Aliyah. And they're also all pissed at Peter for bringing her back in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, it was a drama-filled episode. Okay. Wait, so is that the drama that you were... That's the main drama. I mean... Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about how it's all scripted and fake, and like, at the end yeah. of the day, all these things are all these twists and turns... They're just planting for us to find, and we think that we're finding them on our own, but they've been there all along. But that's the thing. Like, if you watch The Bachelor, you know that the producers have a hand in this. They're not just, like, putting these girls in the house and leaving. 
They have a hand in all of their histories, all of their Instagrams. They know everything. And you're watching the show for the drama. So people are saying, like, it's too overproduced. Like, why did they have to go and find Victoria's ex? And why did they have to bring Aliyah back? Because of the drama. If it was just a straightforward, sappy love story, they would lose, like, half their viewers. Because who wants to watch that? We need drama. I mean, going back to the consumer-driven culture, this is just what it is. Supply and demand. If we're oh, demanding dear. reality TV and we don't care where it comes from, it will come. If you build it, they will come. This is a lesson in economics. <laughs> Supply and you're demand, people. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to Balance Brides. We talk about the Bachelor in economics. This is the balance. So that's our Bachelor recap. Um, just a lot of drama. Interesting to see where this is going to go. And... Sage will be back next week to talk to me excitedly about what happened in the episode. And don't forget about economics. Supply and demand. <laughs> don't forget, guys. <laughs> supply and demand. to wrap up this episode we are going to do a little bit of a wellness chat related to what we talked about in the beginning the horrible horrible news of kobe um but we wanted to give you a different mindset from this tragedy to use throughout your life it's very important so we wanted to um use ellen's what was it her opening monologue from her episode right after this happened and we're just gonna play it for you because nobody says it better than ellen so let's just play it yesterday was supposed to be a celebratory day and um then we got tragic news about kobe bryant and everything changed in a second and mm, that's what i want to talk about life is short and it's fragile and we don't know how many birthdays we have so just we don't want to have a birthday to celebrate. Just celebrate life. And if you haven't told someone you love them, do it now. Do it. Tell people you love them. Call your friends. Text your friends. Hug them. Kiss them. Be nice to the people at the DMV. They're people. So, I mean, that is just a lesson we have to take from this tragedy. It's so true. And Ellen put it the best way. Like, it's not just birthdays where you call someone and say, like, you love them. It's It's got to be every day because you never know. Yeah, I think that was one of the hardest parts of this entire tragedy was just the fact that he was so young and, you know, he still had a full life ahead of him. He still had so many things that he was going to do. And his daughter, my God, and all the daughters on that thing, there were still so many things they were going to do in life. But you really never know. Nothing is promised. You you are not owed any amount of days in the world. You only get what you have, and you don't know what you have until you lose it. So don't waste time. I mean, that really hit home for me. My birthday is in two days. And, I mean, yeah, of course I was thinking about, you know, my birthday and my family, and I can't wait to celebrate with people. But that really put it in perspective of, like, okay, you once a year you'll wait and you'll talk to people you haven't talked to all year or – you know, that'll kind of force you to make plans to see people you haven't seen in a while because you want to try to fit everything in or, 
maybe it's the holidays you're like okay it's the one time a year where you really want to try to get everything in why are we waiting i mean it's something that any of us could be gone tomorrow and i think that's what hit so hard and what's devastating this city and this country and it's just the brevity of life i mean you never know when it's going to be gone yeah i mean it's really the the best thing we can take from this the only good thing we can take from this and i've been thinking of it since it happened like i think the other day i fought with austin i mean what else do we do Mm -hmm. um and he was about to leave to go somewhere and i was still annoyed at him for something super dumb i was annoyed at him though and he was about to leave and i was like gonna just not say anything to him but then i was like god forbid something happened and i'm i didn't say i love him because of something stupid because he left his sock on the floor like i would live my entire life regretting that i didn't say something so i'm trying to like implement that in my everyday like these stupid petty little arguments we have on a day-to-day basis don't matter if something were to happen and that's how you ended it it would just be like the worst thing so like put your pride in check whatever you're fighting about doesn't matter um also i i wanted to say my nina reached out to me after this happened and my nina lives like an hour away so i only see her at like family gatherings or my birthday maybe like it's just special occasions but she texted me after was like we always say like oh let's get lunch soon let's hang out and we don't and she was like after what happened i am not i'm not gonna let that happen anymore so she was like tell me days that you're free and i'll come or you'll come and we'll see each other like that's exactly what we have to do yeah really i mean start taking that advice we all make new year's resolutions we all take times in our lives where we say i'm gonna do better i'm gonna be better and all the other things in life like you know getting you know healthy or well healthy is good but you know (laughs) well that's important or i'm gonna you know be a different person this year those things are not important the day that you're gone the day that you are leaving this earth, you're going to remember all the moments you shared with people. You're going to remember the time that you took out of your day to make someone else smile. You're going to remember that maybe you're crazy busy. Everyone is busy. We're all busy all the time. It's our culture. We're always on the go. But you need to make that time. You're not going to ever get it back. We've already lost all the time that we've lived and we only have what's ahead. So really just please, if you do one thing, just really take that in, take that in with everything in your being. You need to just cherish every moment so here's your challenge for your thursday or your friday or whatever you're listening to this call someone that you haven't talked to in a while even if that's your mom or your dad or a half sibling or a cousin or a friend from college that you're like i wonder how they've been call them and or text them (laughs) if you don't want to call i get it um but do something like it's not it's not hard and they will be so happy to hear from you and you'll you'll feel so happy to have finally reached out rather than put it in the back of your head like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll do that soon. I'll do that. Because you never know if you won't have the chance to do it ever again. Yeah. Take it from Ellen. Really. I mean, she's just a treasure trove of advice when it comes to how to live your life. Just be kind to one another, love one another, and just cherish all the moments because we're not getting them back. I love it. That was a perfect way to end our little sister episode. 
And our little happy birthday to Ashley. Happy. So I told Erica, <laughs> this was the only present I wanted. You just gave me my one moment that I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> Your you know whole what? life's been waiting for this my moment. My whole life has led to this one moment. I've finally made it on balance broad. So now I can, <laughs> I can leave happy. So then I told her I will return her present. Yep. And because <laughs> I didn't know what this is all I had to do. Um, but yeah, it was so fun to have you on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks, guys. So fun. Um, I will just wrap up real quick. I feel so weird because Sage isn't here and usually she like directs me and now I'm like directing you and I'm like, where do we find where us? Do we find us? <laughs> so if you head to Instagram, we are over at balance broads pod. Our Twitter is balance broads. Um, Sage's Instagram is sage with two A's. I am at erica.kl. And I am ashbash underscore LA in case anyone wants yes. to follow the guest host. <laughs> um, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Ashley, for being here. Thank you, Erica. Appreciate for your correspondence. Sister, you know, <laughs> tuning in and thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and good night, guys. <laughs>